Okay, well, it's great to uh, get on the road and get a conference win. Uh, it was a big, big-time game against a, a very, very talented opponent. Uh, heading into week seven of the season, and, and, and we're improving and continue to get better. And, uh, I thought showed great toughness, great resiliency from the start of the game being down, uh, coming back, fighting back, going on and scoring 45 points against an outstanding team, an outstanding defense, which is, you know, the second most highest points since the history of us being in the ACC. Um, I think that shows improvement. I think it shows more importantly than anything else, the mindset of our players, a credit to their character and their integrity and their ability to keep fighting and keep grinding. And I'm really proud of them for their effort. Uh, as we move forward, we're playing a very good uh, Virginia team Five and one. Um, the quarterback, Kurt Benkert, I think is a very talented player. He's having a heck of a year. Jordan Ellis, the running back, has done an outstanding job, averaged over four yards of carry. Evan Butts, fantastic tight end. Um, really good size, really good athlete. And then they've got some receivers, um, you know, Dowling, Leverone, and Zacchaeus, that are, I think, big time guys. Uh, on defense, They've done a great job. I think their number one player there is number nine, Andrew Brown. Uh, he's, a, he's a fantastic defensive lineman. He's powerful. He's athletic. And, uh, you know, we got Quinn Blanding, one of their defensive backs. I think an excellent player. And I think they're well coached. I think they're well put together. And uh, schematically on both sides of the ball, um, this is a really good football team we're playing here on the road. And uh, we have our work cut out for us. Looking forward to the week, as I always say, because it's a pleasure to be around our guys. They're going to come in tomorrow. They're going to come in with a great mindset, a great attitude, with the mindset that we've got to continue to improve. We've got to work on the things that we felt we need to do a better job with and, uh, and continue, to, continue to grow and develop. So looking forward to the week and looking forward to another big-time ACC game. Any questions? Uh, Coach, uh, quarterback now, Darius Wade emerged uh, last Saturday. What are we thinking going ahead this week between him and Anthony Brown? Well, I mean, Anthony Brown played great in that game. Anthony Brown uh, got hurt during the game, came out, and I'm really proud of Darius. He went in and did a great job. So I think it's a credit to both guys. I think it's a credit to Anthony, the way he played. I thought he, Anthony played fantastic. And uh, his, he was physical in the run game. He threw the ball well and did some great things. And then Darius came in. He ran the, ran the offense and had confidence and, and uh, uh, threw the ball well in, in, our, in our naked and our play action game. And I thought he managed the game and did a great job. So, you know, I think like everything else, you, you go to work and, and, and you get rolling. I don't know the status of everybody yet, uh, injury-wise and everything else, but I'm proud of both of them. And I'm proud of, I'm proud of the way they both played uh, in that environment. And so uh, that's the way it should be. You know, you should have enough, uh, hopefully enough talent there at that position. Where you know it doesn't doesn't need to drop off, you should be able to play. Are you going to wait to announce a starter until later in the week? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There, there's no quarterback controversy here. I mean, one young man got hurt in the course of the game and came out of the game, and the other young man went in and did a great job, and and that's the way it rolls. So we're going to keep going the way we're going. I mean, we'll deal with. I'm as I said from day one. I have confidence in both guys. So. We'll see how Anthony's feeling, where he's at, and I don't have the read on that right now. But uh, there's no, there's no, there's no more of that.
And then last question for me, defensive secondary really played well, I thought, uh, especially the causing the last fumble on the last drive for Louisville. Just your thoughts on the secondary. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the great things coming out of Saturday's game were all three phases made plays. And uh, at the very end of the game, it was one of those games where, we, you know, who was going to make the next play, maybe the final play. And uh, I thought for Hamp Cheevers to come off the bench, hadn't really played a whole lot, right? Maybe not at all at that point. I can't remember. Came off the bench and uh, came and stripped that ball like that, uh, you know, was, was great to see. Uh, a young player like that come in and next man up and did a great job with it. I thought during the course of the game, we were playing against, I mean, one of the struggles against Louisville, one of the, one of the challenges against Louisville is they have a very powerful, sophisticated throw game. Okay, and yet they have this quarterback who is utterly one of the very best players in college football, and they run option with him. You have to say, okay, uh, we need to play some coverage to defend the multiplicity of their throw game, but in the same breath, they come rolling at you, even on third down, with option football. That contrast is very, very difficult on the defense right now. Okay, that's a hard combination. It's very unique to them, to be honest with you, because of who that guy is behind the center. So I thought that we did a really good job in the back end trying to manage the sophistication of the throw game and still be able to give some run support in those scenarios. And, and it was a challenge. And then, of course, as the game wore on, fatigue became a factor. Will Harris was cramping. You know, we, you know depth is a factor. And, 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 you know, uh, we could see that at the end of the game. It was really playing in. And, of course, Harold was playing at about, you know, half speed in that game and was, was doing, giving everything he possibly could. So, you know, uh, I, I think the DBs did a fabulous job of, uh, of, of reacting and making, and, and making enough big plays in that game to stem that tide. What did you notice about the offensive line play, Steve, when you look at the film? Well, it's been getting better every week, you know, and, uh, um, you know, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, you know, as we, we've been able to practice the last couple of weeks with continuity at that position, and it's growing. I thought they did a great job. They played really, really physically and uh, against a really talented defensive front, and, uh, you know, uh, they did a great job. Um, the key for us is, you know, to stay as healthy as we possibly can with that unit right now because like a lot of spots right there due to the amount of the guys that we've got knocked out right now we're, we're a little thin so we've got to stay healthy there but they're performing at a really good level right now and gaining confidence but what about Lynch from a tackle seems yeah. like a couple of the big runs were off either left or right tackle he's all over the place Chris I mean you know like we ran at the end I don't know if you saw it we had him in the backfield um, you know as, as, as like a blocking fullback and AJ popped that run into the end zone I mean Chris is playing at a high level right now. I, I said that from preseason camp, and, uh, but he's playing at a high level right now. He's playing tackle, he can play guard. We lined him up in the backfield. I mean, he is a physical, rough player right now. I mean, you talk about, you think about a BC offensive lineman, he's a physical, rough player, as you would imagine when you, when you, when I always vision the BC offensive lineman, he's developed into being one heck of a, I think he was ACC lineman of the week this week, and honestly, justifiably so. Um, so I love his development and uh, where he's at, um, and he's playing very well. And he's also supplying a great deal of leadership 
up front right now, sort of, you know, kind of emerging, taking the role of John Baker. You know, John's still trying to do everything he can from off the field right now, but on the field, try to emerge and recapture that role we had in training camp with John. And then, you know, and Chris was sort of like that understudy, if you will, and, and, and he's starting to capture that now, which is good. You know, like everything, a team, a unit, has to establish a personality, and that happens as you gel together and you stay together as a unit and, and, and you have great opportunity. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, the beautiful thing is, you know, we have, including John, we have them all back. I mean, they're all coming back. And that's, 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 that's a very good thing to, to, to look forward to. Coach, I know after the game you said that you, uh, with the injury to Anthony, you decided to switch to a, to a more power game. Did that develop kind of changing any formations, limiting plays? Like what went into switching over towards that power game? Well, I think because we were throwing the ball well on first and second down in our naked play action game, I think we were able to move the chains. Um, if you follow us, you know, we start out in Northern Illinois with 92 plays. We ran against um, Wake Forest, 82 plays. We ran 85 plays against Notre Dame and 87 plays on Saturday. And as you start to move those chains and you start to wear down the defense, you start to have the ability to impose your will a little bit. So we we have some different styles of run game that are that we can run. You know, we have a power game and sort of a, you know, we we've been we'd like to be further along in some of our cue run game things, but given the fact that we had to break somebody in a center that hadn't really shotgun the ball before, and then Anthony got hurt against Clemson, and of course in this game when he got dinged up. You know, we had to shift it back more towards a little bit more of a power run attack. Um, although in that game early, we, we ran some, some QB read zones in there. So I thought as the game moved on, and we started imposing our will, and of course, John and AJ were running at a very, very high level. And, um, you know, we started to, you know, you, you know, you sometimes you take your lead off these linemen, right? And they're coming off the field, and they're confident now, and they're like, Coach, we're knocking these guys off the ball right here, right now, you know. And it's like, well, let, let, let's roll. Let's just roll this thing right now. Plus, there's another piece of this, you know. Uh, you want to keep that that uh, quarterback of theirs off the field, isn't it? And so you're trying to control the ball, and maybe at the end, kind of scored a couple times, maybe too fast, you know. Um, and so there's a mindset there that you, you know you're shifting to, and 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 we're trying to handle all the different things that happen in the course of the game, you know. How the game's going, how the injuries on the field are affecting you during that game, and you're, you're trying to have some ability to shift and, and, and figure that out on the move. And, and, and it makes, you know, when guys play like A, A, AJ Dillon played, you know, it makes you, makes you a smarter coach, you know. Um, and, and, and that's usually the case, you know. Um, it's like on the other side, that, 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 that guy they have pulled the trigger man over there, you know. Takes care of a lot of issues with that guy. You know, a lot of unblocked guys can't make a play sometimes on that guy, uh, and that's never changed. That's that's kind of what football is. It's a player's game, and uh, you know, our guys I thought stepped up, and, and I just give them all the credit in the world. And it, it looked like um, that you had been lining up uh, offensive linemen off the line, kind of behind, and almost like an H back position. What kind of advantages does that give you, lining up an extra offensive line lineman, kind of in that free spot? Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah, that's what I said earlier with Chris. We lined him up, yeah, back there. Well, you know, 
the reason that you can do those things is it gives you a little more schematic flexibility based on the kind of front you're playing. Um, sometimes you don't want to open up a gap up front so you can close those gaps off and yet still get an extra puller to where you want to go. Um, and, and you know, if you, especially if you have an athletic guy that can run and is powerful, like Chris Lindstrom is, you know, I think it gives you, you know, in, in that kind of set, you know, you're, those are sets where you're looking, your goal is you're looking for a couple, three yards, you know, those aren't, you know, those sets. Are, and, and the big ones sometimes come and they take care of themselves, but, you know, you're trying to get as much mass and explosion, explosion you can get at the POA, the point of attack, and, and get one extra hat. That's why. Clearly, the week after Clemson, it affected him clearly. He didn't practice all week. Um, it's hard to take a richer freshman, don't practice all week, and think you're going to be a whole lot of productivity out there. But. Um, I thought as each week went by, I'm trying to go back in time, now the season clicks by on you so quickly. I think there was a two-week run post to this game, right? I think the first week, um, you know, I think it was a tough week. I think it got better in the second week. And then, of course, I thought really came out strong in this game, you know? And uh, so, got to see where we are. And uh, we roll from there. It's, you know? it's, it's a trolling as quarterback. Is that something that's going to have to manage throughout the rest of the season? Probably. You know, probably that's the reality of it all. This is not uncommon. Um, you know, uh, it had, I've been around it a lot, you know, and then it comes down to sometimes, you know, I think the older you are, the, sometimes the better you can manage those things. They're not as overwhelming. And uh, so you're just going to have to manage it. The good news is that, um, you know, we have a very, another very capable guy that, that went in and got some unbelievably great reps and we just gotta man we just gotta manage the situation, whatever that is. I'm not I'm not saying what it is, because honestly, I just don't know yet, you know. Um, I, you know, you don't get enough you don't get enough you know, I won't really know that until I'll start to get a feel for that tomorrow and probably not in totality tomorrow, but you know, at least a better idea. If he's already enough he starts obviously just to play hard Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, this is something I'm curious about. Um, have you become, you mentioned the normal person right now, uh, and obviously you know, more power. Have you become more comfortable, kind of, because that's another, you like to run the ball, obviously. Has it become more, is it more comfort with passing on early downs as the team has gone on? In terms of like trusting personnel or, you know? We're trying to, yeah, I mean, we're trying, in that game, we were, you know, really trying to work that. Even, I mean, we, you know, we threw it on fourth and one. I mean, we're we're trying to really strike some balance in here. Um, now, I mean, you know, if you get a guy like you know John or AJ with a hot hand rolling, you're going to just roll, you know. But even within that, we were still trying to operate our first and second down throws in there, you know, until maybe the very end. Then, you know, we're trying to trying to handle that clock and and everything, you know. But I think we consciously want to keep a mix we were uh, the key right now I think if you really follow this thing is you got to stay on schedule on first and second down so you get in manageable thirds we did a much better job what was our stats on third nine of 18 I think when you have manage more manageable down and distance on third and you can convert your thirds at a higher rate 
then you have an ability to stay on the field. And the more you stay on the field, the more you impose your will, and the more plays you have the ability to run. You know, so it's. I think it all kind of. You know, it's all about staying on schedule on first and second down. When we get off schedule for whatever the variety of reasons, then it makes third down really difficult, you know, and then it makes it more difficult to keep your mix sometimes, you know. I'd say we've thrown more on first and second down. Yeah. Um, you know. And, and that's what we're trying to do. I don't know that it always equals out. Like in a game like that, I wonder. I, I, I you know, I didn't. I don't have the stats handy for me, but um, that would be our goal. I mean, there's no question about that. You know, uh, I want to see what our mixture is on first and second down. I think we're going to be a little bit more run than we're going to be throw, but I don't want to see it crazy out of whack. You know, if, um, unless we're just running it at such a high level that you know, you know, then. And that's another story. Um, but, you know, I thought Saturday we rushed for 300 and close to 70 yards and 270 by AJ. And, I mean, that's a lot of yards. That's a lot of toll. And, uh, you know, um, I think at the end of the day, that's a good formula against a team like that. If you can get that to happen, it's because you, you know, you got to keep that other guy off the field because you all saw what when he's on the field what's going to happen. I mean, he's going to get his yards, his money. That guy is sensational, and I mean that. I think I've been around a couple, few of the top quarterbacks in college football history, and uh, but this guy here now, whew, when he gets going, you know, he's going. So. Early in the season, you guys let one go that you wanted the weight game, right? Well, here's the deal. In a football season, every year, for different reasons, there's ebbs and flows. You know, some things that happen like you thought they'd happen, and some things happen like you didn't think they'd happen. And there's a lot of reasons for that. What our mindset has really been this year, and I'm not being cliche-ish here, is really just been every day we've got to improve, every week we got to improve, and we just got to keep swinging away. And so, and, and, and if you just keep banging on the rock, at the end of the year, you know, you find out where you're at, you know? And I try not to, with the team, with anybody, ride the roller coaster. Because I think the roller coaster is kind of like they say, like, you know, you know, like in guy, you go into a pro camp and you're, and, you're, and you're trying to make a team. If you start looking at the numbers, like I'm an offensive lineman, they're going to keep 12. And there's like 18 of us here. And if your day is consumed with that, you know, you just can't get there. But if you just say to yourself, every day I'm going to get better. Every day I'm going to pound the rock. Every day we're going to grind and we're going to stick together as a football team. And then when it's all said and done, the dust settles, you get, you know, you are where you are. And the emotional roller coasters, those are tough rides to go on. Um, and I try, 
Now, I'm not unrealistic about it, you know, but you try with your team, with everybody, not to ride those um, because they're wearing and they're tiring. And you just got to get ready for the next week. It's kind of like whether you came off a devastating loss or you came off a sky-high win. You know, tomorrow's Tuesday, and we better have a great Tuesday or we're not going to be in position to go down and have an opportunity to beat Virginia at Virginia. And that really, honestly, is just the facts. And so that's the way I occupy my mind. I can't look in the rearview mirror. And hey, human nature, it's hard to, you gotta fight that, right? But, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a coach, a player, a program, you, you gotta look forward. And, and, and you gotta have belief in where you're headed and, and you gotta go. And, and I think that's critically important to be always forward thinking not rear thinking, you know, and, and, and that's just, that's the way I'm wired, that's what I believe in, and so I couldn't be more excited about Tuesday. Now, hey, you know, when you win, everything tastes better, the blues, the sky's bluer, the sun's brighter, I mean, who can argue with that? That's the facts, but we got to get better. I think what that win does, and I'm not dancing around the question, I, I think what that did, win does is help to build confidence. You know, in, in, in the words of Father Jack when he talks about your foundation to bear fruit, everybody wants to bear a little bit of fruit in this game, right? It, it, period. You, you, you want to bear fruit for your work. And sometimes it comes early, sometimes it comes a little late, sometimes it comes real late. But when you bear fruit, there's a great feeling of validation for what you've been seeing or on the tape, what you've been talking about, what you've been striving for. You know, when you're out there and you're saying, this is what I think, this is where I think we are. This is, you know, we just got to, you know, this can be a really good thing. And then, and then you get some validation of that. Whether you're a player, whether you're a fan, whether you're a coach, it's good to see some validation of, of what you think you see. Okay? And, and, and so... What does that wind do for you? That wind gives you a little bit of fruit. That wind gives you um, a little bit of confidence. But if you don't handle your business, you'll, that'll erode real quick. And we're still in the process of really building, you know, and, and we, we've got to keep building. And, and I think I said this the other day that, you know, as you're, as you're building, you just want to try to keep seeing the spike go up, okay? But along the way, you've got to deal with the reality of, of what happens in these games, like we've had to do from the beginning of the year. Um, and I think we've done a really good job managing. You don't always control all of those variables. And trying to manage them all, um, I think, has been is, 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 is a credit to our team, our players, you know? and. Uh, and, and, and I give them a lot of a lot of respect for that, you know. So um, we're going into week eight. In week two, we were on our third center. We're going into week eight. We like the way our third center is really uh, coming along right now. Okay, and so I'm grateful for that. Um, but you know, you don't know what's around the corner on Tuesday and Wednesday or next Sunday in this game, anything can happen. 
and all of a sudden you're back into another variable and you just got to keep hand in, handling the variables. We'll take two more questions. Coach, Coach Mendenhall's been making some pretty good gains down there, but they really turned a corner this year. Any, any theory on that? Or, like, it seems like they just got good. Yeah, they look good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think, um, I think Broncos done a great job, and and uh, I, I like the way I like the way they're playing. Uh, I think they're very, very talented, and, uh, and and I think he's done a really, really good job, and uh, um, he's developed a nice looking football team right now. So, you know. Yeah, I, I watch them on tape. I'm very impressed by it right now. I haven't gotten to the detail of them on offense, but I know they're pretty explosive. I saw enough on a couple of TV uh, games that I saw it, uh, Thursday or Friday night. We were at the hotel. I saw them playing uh, against Boise State. Um, you know, so I've seen a couple of snapshots, and I'm studying them right now hard on defense. I think they're I think they're really well put together. So uh, I think he's done a fantastic job. AJ had 39 carries on Saturday. Going forward, is there going to be a capital and number of carries he has? Just a true freshman, his age factor into that. I mean, I think what we try to do is manage him during the course of the game. I think that when you're dealing with young players, you know, you want to, you know, sometimes like you're not, you know, everyone's got to get used to the workload. And when fatigue sets in, sometimes you know you, you want to try to keep a young guy as fresh as possible because. You know, when you're older, not hey, turnovers happen all the time. But uh, you know, as you get fatigued, sometimes the ball gets a little lower. You get a little bit sloppy, and and, and, and I think the key is to keep him in, in in a really good place of feeling strong and fast. And John Hillman's just playing really high level, and, and he he too, and Travis Levy. I mean, those guys are playing at a high level. So I think it's 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 we, we've got we've got some really good running backs, and I think. You know, managing that, and, and that's kind of like honestly, it's a, it's a series by series manage. We don't have a count. You know, I mean, there's no count involved here. It's just you know, kind of watching the flow of the game, you know, and how how all that's going, and and how a guy feels, and how he looks, and what his productivity is. If a guy gets a hot hand, the guy's got a hot hand, you know, and so I think that's just the mindset that we have. Thanks, Steve. All right, guys. Thank you.